Hi, my name is Mike Grain. Welcome to the Retail Supply Chain Leadership Initiative. In this University of Arkansas Walton College podcast, we will explore the importance of on-shelf availability to customers for both brick-and-mortar shopping and online shopping. We will discuss some of the challenges of getting product on the shelf, including things like on-hand accuracy, store operations challenges, and of course, the supply chain interruptions. We will understand the root causes of these challenges and understand what solutions are out there today to improve those situations. In this podcast, I'll be talking with academic leaders, practitioners, and solution providers to get their thoughts on what it takes to drive on-shelf availability in a retail environment. Let's get started. We have been doing this OSA podcast since about April of 2022 and have had some great feedback. We really have tried to lead this with the goal of the initiative to surface the challenges and opportunities of on-shelf availability, focusing on shoppers, buy online, pick up in store, shopping. We have received some feedback from the folks who are following saying the name of our podcast is just too complicated. So we're gonna refocus it to say, Supply Chain Leadership Podcast, Season 2, focusing on the retail on-shelf availability. And I am super excited to kick off this particular podcast with a topic that we've had uh, discussions about before, which is the role of radio frequency identification, or RFID, to measure on-hand accuracy, improve on-hand accuracy in retail stores, and help you know what you have and where it's located at a high degree of accuracy. Today, I'm excited to have uh, a couple of of my friends from Zebra Technologies join us. Uh, Darren Davis, Terry Durham, and Paul Baboyan, all from Zebra Technologies. They've all been involved with RFID for a number of years, and they have a solution called the Retail Smart Lens. And I've been involved with Retail Smart Lens for over 10 years. It's an incredible set of both hardware and software that helps you know what you have and where it's located with a high degree of accuracy. So we're going to get into the podcast today and look at the Retail Smart Lens uh, platform from Zebra and how it can help drive on-shelf availability. Well, hello. I'm real excited to uh, to spend some time with my friends at Zebra Technologies. Uh, Zebra's been around for a long time and have got a lot of different technologies, but as it relates to on-shelf availability, they are, I believe, the industry experts when it comes to specifically RFID hardware and RFID solutions. Uh, so we're going to ask these folks to uh, introduce themselves real quick. We'll start up with Darren. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, good morning, Darren Davis. Um, been with Zebra now for about nine years, uh, most of which working with a major retailer and uh, just loving RFID. Awesome. Paul? Yep. Hi, Paul Baboyan, based out of Chicago. I'm a retail RFID solutions subject matter expert for uh, Zebra. I've been on board for um, about 17 years and have been involved with active, passive um, RFID, uh, was uh, um, supporting a lot of the Walmart suppliers when they are RFID tagging and the DOD suppliers back in the early 2000s and have uh, implemented everything from industrial manufacturing and logistics apps to um, now supporting uh, retailers. Good to be on, Mike. 
Excellent. Thank you. And last but not least, Mr. Durham, I call you the godfather and father of RFID. How about that for a, for a setup? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's deep, Mike. <laughs> uh, I, I'm Terry Durham. I've uh, been with Zebra for uh, almost 20 years now and spent most of my time working on RFID, built uh, about a 25,000 square foot RFID lab here in, in Bentonville, where we have spent most of our time uh, testing the development and working on the development of the uh, uh, retail smart lens solution. Perfect. Perfect. All right. So I'm going to just start with a few questions and we can kind of open up uh, this at a little bit uh, later time, but let's just start with some basics. Let's just think, Hey, I'm a brand new retailer and I recognize that I've got to know what I have and I have to know where it's located. And I've decided to use an RFID solution. So I'm asking my suppliers to source tag. I've got some big questions to ask. I mean, one is, you know, how in the world do I, what software do I use? But really hardware is a big component of it. What are my hardware data collection op options? in a retail environment, in a retail store. Darren, you want to start us off with that one? Yeah, Mike, um, specifically with RFID and um, the hardware around capturing those tags, we think about three primary solutions, with the first being a handheld solution. Um, that takes a human to move a reader about the store to gather the data. The second option would be a mobile option, which uh, much, most often is a reader and an antenna that's affixed to some vehicle of some type that moves about the store, like a robot, a forklift, floor scrubber, et cetera. And then finally, um, fixed infrastructure, which is a series of readers and antennas that are permanently mounted in the ceiling at exits or choke points, and then uh, also at receiving docks. Uh, so we cover all areas. Awesome. Perfect. And we're, we're going to get a little bit more into, you know, what choices would you make for what kind of business solutions you, you have in a little bit here. But what I always hear, I've always understood Zebra to be a hardware company, right? You make great hardware, incredibly reliable hardware, uh, very, very, uh, you know, kind of industry leading kind of hardware. But I see you're starting to make some investments in some of the RFID tagged and actually some of the software solutions. So, Paul, I'm going to put you on the point here. Is, is Are you guys just a hardware company, or are you starting to become an entire solution provider for RFID? Well, our genesis certainly is, and a very significant portion of our business is hardware, uh, data collection um, hardware. But over the years, um, we have, through both organically and through acquisition, um, we are providing uh, software solutions. Some of the software is uh, related to, for example, specifically with regards to RFID is, um, is software that interprets RFID data um, and provides insight. Um, we also offer uh, business applications, kind of niche business applications that, uh, for example, manage tasks based on data that is collected with regards to inventory management or labor optimization. And, and uh, of course, we've got some very interesting um, RFID um, software related to inventory management and real-time tracking systems that I think we're going to speak about which is our retail smart lens solution we and of course we have a ecosystem of partners um, that we work with that specialize in terms of um, retail systems both um, you know labor 
um, and inventory management systems, and specifically with regards to RFID cycle counting, inventory counting, um, and and uh, related uh, solutions. Awesome. So you guys, you is that a more kind of a recent migration? Because again, most people I think I've talked to have always seen Zebra as just a really really good hardware company. Is this something you're you've you've recently decided as a company to migrate to? I, I would say we have always aspired to, you know, provide solutions that are about outcomes, um, you know, and for many years, we've been more on the sense and to some degree analyzed side in terms of being at the edge, but it has always been our vision to get into the act. In other words, the workflow um, execution and again, we have an ecosystem of partners, so we've been providing solutions, you know, along with our partners for many years. But there are some very specific areas where, you know, we've invested in terms of AI-enabled task management systems, um, our prescriptive analytics team and our task management team. Um, we made a recent acquisition, actually, of Fetch, you know, robotics. So although that's considered a piece of hardware, there are some business apps or directed workflow in terms of cobot, um, you know, uh, workflows where we're directing movement and workflow. So yeah, we are, we're um, through through our ecosystem of partners and through what you know we are offering. We want to be you know really focused on our clients' outcomes and transforming those experiences. Excellent. Thank you very much. That was very very helpful. So Darren mentioned a little bit ago, there's different data capture mechanisms. I think everybody's familiar with the traditional RFID one that we're showing here on the screen right now. Uh, that That's a data capture that a lot of retailers use to collect RFID data as well. Uh, also mentioned, you mentioned there, what we call automated data capture, whether it's on a shopping cart or a robot or some other kind of data capture. But one of the things that you guys have been working on for years, and I don't know that it's necessarily known as well as it should be, is this platform called Retail Smart Lens. And it's a system of fixed readers and infrastructure. So before we get ask, ask Terry to kind of explain that a little bit, we're gonna check out this video that shows you exactly how Retail Smart Lens works. To succeed in today's competitive retail space, you need real-time visibility. And with Zebra's Smart Lens, you'll have a comprehensive system that gives you unprecedented control over your inventory, in-store fulfillment, and asset protection. Smart Lens is an industry-leading automated real-time inventory tracking solution that gives retailers an accurate and detailed view of all RFID-tagged merchandise in the store. It uses a family of purpose-built RFID sensors to track and record where items are and when they move giving you 24-7 visibility of their inventory and other assets. With SmartLens, you have the tools you need to tackle the biggest challenges facing today's retailers. Here's how it can help. Accurately manage inventory by knowing exactly what is and is not in the store. Optimize in-store fulfillment with real-time item locations and streamline pick process so you can both fulfill orders quickly and sell to the last item on the shelf. Protect your assets and get greater shrink visibility through item tracking and shrink detection tools. And because Smart Lens is a fully automated solution, it's designed to let you focus on your business, not your technology. That means less time spent with IT, counting, or compliance, and more time helping customers, filling orders, or preventing shrink. 
Learn how SmartLens can help your business at zebra.com slash SmartLens. All right, Terry, so um, pretty impressive all the things that that particular solution can do. Uh, I know you have been working on this a lot. Uh, and uh, tell me first and off, what, how does retail smart lens work? Well, Mike, simply put, smart lens for retail just reads the RFID tags that are attached to the product, which are embedded into the labels, could be, uh, uh, or could be added on in, in the DC, preferably it's added on in the label as the product comes from the source. And then it either, the smart lens system either adds items or removes items from inventory, depending on how the tags were read and where they were read. So we just essentially take the inputs from the different readers and determine what's in the store based on that. Well, based on that video that I saw, it, it almost looked like it was almost too good to be true that you could literally virtually lift the cover off the store and literally watch items move around or where they happen to be. Are they just coming off the truck being received or are they sitting in the back room? Or are they on the sales floor somewhere? I'd imagine you should be even to actually be able to say that particular item is now in route and it's actually in a customer's cart. Is that the kind of stuff that you can do with this? Absolutely. Uh, you know, the, the SmartLens retail will allow you to track items as they move through the store, which also aids in inventory location. So we know that if an item is moving through the store, it's in a shopping cart, it's not available for a customer to purchase online because it's in somebody else's cart. And so it's, it's probably should be removed from inventory. We also watch the items as they move out of the store, whether they've gone through point of sale or not, we still have visibility to that. So, you know, the first thing that, that, that we, or the, the first benefit that we get as we lift the covers off of the store or lift the top off the store is that we know accurately where what inventory we have and we know where it is and that you know reduces the the process of doing manual counts and and things like that which you know manual counts introduce a lot of error into this into the accuracy of, this, of any uh, uh inventory solution any erp system if you're re relying on people to count things manually People just, people don't know how to count. People can't count. They get interrupted while they're counting, things like that. So, and it, you know, the solution facilitates the, the product location, which then allows the stores to be more accurate in picking. It allows customer satisfaction because the, you know, if, if a customer comes into the store and he's looking for a product, he can ask an associate or an employee, where are some of these? Your website says that you have some inventory and I want to go buy them. And the, the, customer can be guided right to that location by an employee because they have visibility to to the product and, and where it is um, wow. impressive so, Who, yeah. who's using this today in production who's what retailers are out there using this in in a, in a production environment so uh not at liberty to say who but i can describe describe who uh we've got some uh, large large retailers both the uh, us and europe and we've also got a lot of boutiques uh, boutique retailers in the us and europe that are are using the solution and are very successful with it yeah i i think mike one of the great differentiators of the um smart lens system is its real-time information right a lot of retailers they begin their journey by leveraging handheld cycle counting, they may cycle count once a week, um, or they may cycle count, you know, once every couple of days. Some of the boutiques maybe are scanning cycle counting, you know, maybe once a day at the evening um, before they shut down so that replenishments can be made the next morning. But 
as we're now in a world in retail where OmniPix are made on the floor um, or in the back room, having real-time information is really critical in terms of reducing the INFs, the items not found, you know, so it's, that is really the, a key differentiator. And to Terry's point, or to your point, you said, hey, you lift the hood on the store and you've got visibility. I mean, spatial visibility of where items are. So to aid um, pickers, um, because in some cases, you know, there is the same merchandise. It may be in its standard um, home um, shelf, but it also may be out on a display as well. And so being able to have that real-time information and that enhanced data is is really key in real time, right? That's the key differentiator. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine, guys, that, that a 53-foot tractor trailer pulls up and you open the door and stuff starts flying through and being received inside. That it would be extremely difficult to say, did I count everything on that truck? And, and what, what, I, what I sense here is RFID would be able to say, this is what you were supposed to get versus this is what you would actually get. Um, because that's a big cause of shrink. You didn't get what you paid for. That's a big cause of shrink. Obviously, the other cause of shrink, big one, is people leave the store without paying for something. And I'm assuming that, Terry, you said you actually have RFID readers over point of sale that I could say, hey, this shirt went through the point of sale area and left the store. Good transaction. This one never went through the point of sale area, left the store. Looks like a potential theft. Is that the kind of stuff that you can do with this? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and we can also integrate the, the, the T-Log data because some items are harder to scan at point of sale uh, from an RFID standpoint. But the, w with the solution, we do have RFID readers at the door. So if we see a, an item exit the store that did not go, th that we did not see with one of the RFID point of sale readers and did not also see a, a transaction log from point of sale, then we can determine that was a point of sale bypass and then alert the uh, the asset protection folks to be able to to back up the video, look at the timestamps and actually figure out who's doing what. And, and, you know, one of the things that we've discovered with working with a lot of the customers that, we, that we've dealt with in the past is 96% of the point of sale bypass events that occur, the retailer had no idea that it happened. So they whoa, only know. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. 96%. So, 96% of the events that we saw of that were point of sale bypass events for things that essentially shrink that went out the door that did not go through point of sale. The retailer had no idea that it occurred. Oh my gosh. So and, basically and, that, that, that's, that's huge. So, so we're not necessarily using this to stop people. We're using right. this to understand where this shrink and where the bleeding is coming from. Yep. And Mike, that's one of the, you know, features of leveraging RFID tagged items with the typical EAS, electronic article surveillance system. You know, you just get a beep and you know something went out the door, but you don't know what went out the door, what bypassed. Whereas, you know, by leveraging the RFID technology, you know, not only what UPC, but even more specifically, what serialized UPC went out the door. So it's much more insightful to understand, um, you know, what left. And in many cases, you know, um, not just not just reducing that on-shelf inventory, 
but also gaining some insights, you know, for example, especially the retailer's interest is organized crime, right? So it's a uh, very uh, powerful information. Wow. So as I understand it, most electronic article surveillance solutions, EAS, and there's a couple of different big ones out there in the industry, and they're different, of course, right? One retailer will pick one and the other will pick the other one. If RFID is so prevalent in the industry now, we got people like Walmart and we got people like Target publicly doing it. We've got people like Macy's. We've got people like Dillard's JCPenney who are also public. We've got a lot of people who are testing it. that are not gone public, but they're very much interested in it. How do we get the industry to start looking at RFID as an EAS solution rather than these proprietary solutions that just Paul, to your point, just make a beeping noise. And 90% of the time when I'm in a store and I see that happen, the asset protection person, oh, that thing's been making noise all day. Just go on. I mean, so it's it's really not a theft deterrent for those people who really want to steal stuff. How do we get how do we get the industry to recognize RFID as a potential? Because Terry, your solution could not only say this was a theft event, but it could also tell you exactly what the item was, which is what I'm hearing is the ZS solutions today do not do. Yeah, absolutely. The the solution will identify the items that left. And what we found with some other retailers um, that are that are piloting and testing the solution is when they back up and look at the video, even items that are not tagged, they then identify them through video and determine it, it helps helps them not only with the RFID tagged items because the RFID tagged items set the alarm off or not a real-time alarm, but essentially alerted them that something was a, a bypass event. Right. So being able to see those items go out the door and and being able to adjust your inventory based on, on what the RFID tags told you and the other things that show up in video, um, it allows them to, it allows you to be able to respond uh, and have product on the shelf that you need. Getting the retailers to to understand that that capability, I think they just have to see it. And once they do, I, you know, if you know, come to the lab in Bentonville, we show you point of sale bypass events happen where we bring items into the store. We leave with some of them. We don't pay for them when we leave with them. And your inventory accuracy is correct, but you also know what left. Yeah. I think we're approaching that tipping point, Mike. I think um, what is what is driving that is we have more retailers that are, um, you know, requiring their suppliers to tag more items. So, for example, you know, RFID gets started in fashion apparel and, um, you know, a lot of fashion uh, retailers um, that have their, you know, the large majority, if not all of, of their store filled with RFID tag merchandise. But as we move toward, you mentioned many of the mass merchandisers, some are on their, you know, journey and they've been tagging apparel and they're moving more into general merchandise. And then there's other retailers that have been tagging everything from cosmetics to, you know, um, apparel to home goods and, you know, and the large majority of their store is also filled on the mass merchandiser site. And they are certainly um you know at more of the security shows you're hearing more about rfid um so i think we are we are um you know we're progressing and the other thing i would say is there are even with some of the mass merchandisers and home builders retailers where for their high value assets they have already taken an interest you know on the high value items and 
I think um, we're approaching that tipping point where it will be more of the, you know, general merchandise as well. Wow. It's pretty impressive, but I tell you what, it's also pretty scary because I just think about being a retailer. I've got replenishment systems. I've got receiving systems. I got point of sale systems. I got all these kind of systems already. Are you guys suggesting that I've got to rip all that out and replace it with yours? Or Terry, is there an integration point where you can just feed uh, the systems I've already got in place with the insights that your system uh, provides? So our system provides data output and event output in a format that that anybody could consume. Uh, we, we provide the data via REST APIs. We have multiple export services such as Kafka or AMQ, Kafka or AMQ, either either one of those um, opportunities to, to ingest the data or take the data in and then respond to it with your ERP system is available. Um, the system's very easy to, to pull the data from SmartLens itself actually will provide events based on, on what you want. If you want to know every time something moved, we can tell you. If you want to know where every I, every little breadcrumb of, of an item moving through a store, we can tell you that as well. You just subscribe to the data that you need to be able to make your adjustments. So based upon that, I would keep my receiving system, I would keep my point of sale system to both add to inventory and decrement inventory. You would basically sit on top and go, yeah, but there's an actual event that occurred. You either didn't get something you thought you paid for or there was a theft event that you're not aware of to make adjustments to get that inventory accurate again. Is that, right. is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. That sounds a whole lot easier than ripping out my entire replenishment system from a store perspective. Absolutely. It's just another data input to your system, and then you can build your algorithms on the back end around the data that's coming in to decide what you want to do with that information. You know, if it's if we know it's a shrink event and and we send you a, an alert that says it's a shrink event, or we send you an event in a in that says it's actual point of sale bypass, and our confidence level is very high on that, you just can automatically adjust your inventory based on that. But if we send you something where well, we we think it's here, but we're not absolutely positive, then you don't have to make the adjustment or it wouldn't make sense for you to make the adjustment. So there's there's reasons uh, for you to, to, to be able to modify your data on the back end based on the data that's coming in. Awesome. Well, I know what's a, a question that's on everybody's mind, which is, okay, this is pretty pretty awesome technology, almost too good to be true, but how much does this thing cost? If I was going to equip a 40,000 square foot retail store, which include the back room and the sales floor, what would it cost to actually put the solution in for me? Yeah, so um, the cost of the solution is going to vary uh, greatly with, with the configuration that you want and the use cases you're trying to solve. So if you just want to know what's in the box, uh, essentially what came in and what went out, then we can tell you that. And and the cost of that would be considerably different than if you wanted to know what's in the back room, what's on the sales floor that's still in the box. So as the, as the use cases increment, if you want to know the location of the items that are out on the sales floor or location of only items in a certain department, that could be determined as well. But each time you essentially need more data or want more uh, granularity and clarity in the data, then it adds cost. So to be able to give you a number for a 40,000 square foot store is something that, that really can't be done uh, unless the use cases are taken into consideration and we apply the appropriate hardware based on that need. Gotcha. So, so I also heard you say that you might be able to, can you col collect either handheld data and or robotic data to integrate into that platform or is it 
basically just the hardware platform, the fixed infrastructure that can accept reads from your from your solution. The hardware, the handheld data and robotic data could be fed into the solution okay. through the API. So okay. essentially, we 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 can port the information in and then add the items to inventory. Gotcha, gotcha. So so I could come up with a scenario that said I'm going to put RFID readers when I receive product. I want to put RFID readers when things leave the store from a customer perspective, and then I could use some kind of automated data capture device on the sales floor. It would be a much less expensive option than putting RFID fixed infrastructure everywhere. Is that a fair assumption? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and it, and Mike, it's, of course, you know, it's not necessarily one size fits all, right? To your point. Um, we have some clients that are leveraging, you know, handheld devices for some select cycle counts and also leveraging those for OmniPicks. And at the same time, they have, you know, some in fixed infrastructure um, the grid in some areas. And then of course, um, as Darren mentioned earlier, you know, um, also leveraging autonomous vehicle um, that is RFID instrumented. Uh, so it, there's uh, not necessarily one particular solution that, you know, is leveraged, but it, it, it likely it will be a combination of solutions. Awesome. Darren, we're going to pick on you a little bit. So, if you're a potential customer of this solution, what are, what should you be thinking about when it comes to investing in both the hardware and data and, and software aspects of this? What are the other considerations you should take into place? Uh, if you're Mike, the biggest one, uh, the biggest thing that stands out for me as as a retailer that's looking at um, an RFID solution is to think about big picture, long term goals, not just the immediate goal. Because um, one solution that may solve for the immediate uh, business problem may not solve for the others that you're thinking about down the road, whereas a different solution, uh, maybe it's a mixture of different sensor types, um, maybe, you know, a bigger thought out solution would solve for all of your business problems down the road. So that's number one. Number two, um, if you really study it and, and talk to several folks within Zebra, we can, you know, kind of lay it out for you. But one solution may give you uh, several byproducts. So you may be focused on, as most retailers are, uh, who install smart lens, they're focused to just improve on on-hand inventory accuracy. But at the same time, that same smart lens solution could give you a byproduct such as where something was sold from or, or you know picked up from within that store. You might have a feature. Uh, it's 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 got its normal place on the shelf in the traditional aisle, and then you may have a feature out somewhere else and you can understand where that item was actually picked from, uh, you know, and, and gone through point of sale. So um, there's a lot of byproducts that come from the solution that you may not be thinking about initially. And so I think getting your head around the big picture and um, doing your homework to understand what all the solution could give me is important. Awesome. Great, great perspective and great advice. Any closing comments? Anything that we missed or that you want to make sure that we highlight to the audience? I think we've covered most everything. Um, like I say, like Terry mentioned, you know, um, Paul mentioned as well, there's not a single cookie cutter solution that fits everybody's needs. Um, you know, it's really a study of, of the location and the operation, the business problems, 
the use cases and all of that together would define the ultimate solution and what you're what you're truly looking for. Yeah, I, I would also add, you know, during, um, uh, you know, the COVID era, you know, many say that we have seen um, the, um, you know, really uh, buy online, pick up in store, buy online, pick up curbside, buy online, ship from store, ship from distribution center. We've seen what was expected, you know, a five-year compression of that and um in order to be able to delight your customers a retailer to be able to delight the customers you know um in previous sessions you've talked about um the commitment that you make online when someone places an order and goes to that store and that unfortunate disappointment that we feel as customers when we visit that store we you know visit that center and what we were expecting to pick up or what we thought was going to be inventory was there. And, you know, the reality is that most retailers that are leveraging traditional cycle count systems, you know, their inventory accuracy is 60 to 70%. So exposing or making a promise to a customer um, when you have 60 to 70% inventory accuracy, that means you're creating a huge buffer. When I have five in stock, I'm going to say I have one in stock, right? Or I have 10 in I think I have 10 in stock, but I'm going to say I have two in stock. So, you know, by by leveraging RFID, this is a, a typical benchmark. You know, most retailers are gaining in the high 90s, 95, 96, 97, 98% inventory accuracy. That is a prerequisite to number one, have a reduced buffer, if any, that's required when you're exposing your inventory. Um, to the web, to your application, to your clients. Um, and number two, obviously, you've got less out of stocks. You've got uh, the, a much lower probability of disappointing your clients, or let's say a significantly higher probability that you're going to delight your clients, that what you promised, what you commit to is going to be there. So I, I think that is you know, a huge value add, and that's why retailers are making the investment because inventory accuracy is so fundamentally important now. Um, it always has been, there's always been a focus on it, but what this technology brings is just really incredible. The value proposition is huge. So yeah. anyway, I'll get off the yeah. pulpit. No, that's great. And, and with retailers actually shopping on behalf of customers, I think they've finally realized how bad their inventory situations are and how many out of stocks they're causing their customers. I don't think they've ever had that perspective before, right? Now, now I literally am going to pay my associates to go be a customer and pick things off the shelf. Wow, I only got to pick 90% of the product. 10% of them were missing. That's disappointing. So, yeah. Um, Terry, any other closing comments on Retail Smart Lens? Again, you're, you're, you're sort of uh, been in this thing from the very beginning. I know you were part of the first, very first install that was ever happening, and you've lived this for, for probably close to 10 years now. Any other perspective? Well, you know, if, if, if you've – if it's your first time to be exposed to, to the smart lens solution, just in the back of your mind, think about if I know where everything is all of the time, what can I do with that? Mm. You can do so many things. If, if you know where everything is all the time, well, you know, for, as far as the, uh, the, the, the buy online pickup or, or the, having the, the store associates picking for, or being shoppers for the customer, you know, we've been able to just in our, we have data that shows that, 88% of the nail picks that 
would have occurred in a store we saw. Hmm. So the, the smart lens solution would have essentially re removed 88% of those nail picks. Wow. Because we knew where the product is. Yep. And a nail pick requires, you know, Mr. Sam Walton said it once, customers have the choice to hire us or fire us every day by where they spend their money. And how many times have you been in a retail store or you saw somebody walk up to a shelf, there was nothing there, and they literally pull out the phone using the retailer's Wi-Fi to order it from somebody else? <laughs> yeah, great perspective, great perspective. Guys, thank you very much. Great time talking to you. If people want more information about this platform and how they could potentially use it, who do you, who do you want them to, to contact? Probably me, Darren. Okay. We'll put your contact Darren, information. Yeah, Darren.davis at zebra.com. D-A-R-R-E-N dot D-A-V-I-S at zebra.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Mike. Well, I hope you enjoyed that podcast regarding the Zebra Smart Lens solution. I've been involved with Smart Lens for about 10 years, and I can tell you that it's a state-of-the-art ability to know what you have and where it's located at a high degree of accuracy. But in order for that solution to work, you need RFID tags attached to the products and put it in the correct way. So join us next week as we join Bill Tony, Vice President at Avery Dennison, to talk about RFID and other technologies that help drive on-shelf availability. Until then, take care. <laughs>